Welcome to the podcast that explores mysterious disappearances, bizarre worldly occurrences, strange phenomenon, and basically everything that's weird. Welcome to the podcast. Everything that's weird. We are your host. I'm Anthony. This is Brandon. Tonight we're going to Russia and we're talking about the Dietlov Pass. Did I say it right? I'm pretty sure. It's <laughs> nine white Russians on the rocks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember drinking those when I was younger. Yeah. I don't Any, anymore. Anything to get rid of the taste of alcohol, right? <laughs> yeah. My brother has a funny story. He's like, he discovered white Russians. And he drank a bunch of them. And he's like, these are great. He's just like crushed. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden he like had to puke. And he's like, he ran to the bathroom in this big long line. He's like, I had to puke, I had to puke. And they're like, wait in line, wait in line. And he, he said he went to puke and he put his finger in his lips and it came out both sides and it was still cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, this one, I've this is like one of the first weird stories I've ever heard. Yeah, I've, I've heard this one. This one's this one's is familiar to me. I've, I've, I've heard this one. <clears throat> so it starts with a group of students in 1959. Yeah, and it's like a skiing expedition, right? Yeah, but it's kind of just like a. Cross country, I guess. Yeah, it's cross country skiing. So that's a big deal there. A lot of people mm-hmm. do that. That's like hiking here. Yeah. Um, when I met and visited our friend in Finland, that was his. Uh, like that's what they do. Instead of going for a walk, they go cross country skiing. Mm-hmm. It's not so, hard to tell. I mean, like uh, if you ever watch the Olympics. <laughs> There's a there's a certain groups of countries that always win the cross country skiing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go figure. I know, right? <coughs> um, so there was one guy, Igor Dietlov, and he was like a radio engineer that had already graduated, but they were all in school, right? Yeah, they were all students at um, Yuri Polytech. Okay. Go um, Adams. I don't know what's their. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Go sickle and hammer. Right? Yeah, all right. So they, uh, it was this. Um, it was kind of like an adventure group or whatever, and they kind of put together like. Yeah, it was like a group of people to head out. Mm-hmm. Right. So they go out. There's and... actually ten of them. Right. In total, at the beginning, there was ten of them total. Because one guy ends up leaving. Yeah, Yuri, uh, you, he had, uh, <laughs> I, love, I love this when I was reading about this. This is, this is great. They're like, he had, he had several health ailments, including rheumatism and congenital heart de- defect. He turned back <laughs> due to knee and joint pain. He was probably like <laughs> Debbie Downer. For that kind of grip, you know, for that grip, like, did, did let you me guess. did you go on a hike? 
just a bunch of buddies, and you oh, have yes, Jerry. you have you have aching knees and congenital sure. heart defects. Like all nine of them are off on the side, like fucking Yuri, dude. What the <laughs> hell? He's over there wheezing, <laughs> keeping me up all night. It's cross country skiing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the most strenuous thing you can do on your body. Yeah, you got like he's got all the wrong ailments to be going on that trip. <laughs> um, so it starts out eight, eight men, two women. Um, but right away, Yuri's gone because he's got Ill- illness. Yeah, he's, um, he's got rheumatism. He's, his joints so ache the all height, the time. This is the height of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. We should say that. Yep. Um, and they're trying to get... Um, well, actually, I don't. I don't. Do they know where exactly they're trying to get? Does that been? Yeah, they were. They were going from like one mountain to another, and um, they, he had the. Uh, the they had uh, a route book. Yeah, well, he he'd come up with a, a route, and everything was planned out, and was real meticulous, and all that stuff, because it is a dangerous environment they were going into, and and. That that's one of those deals where it's like you're. It's it's easy for people to forget that like when you're talking about that time frame, technology, you know what I mean. You had to plan everything out in advance. You had to have, make sure you had all your supplies because once you were out there, you were out there. There's nobody to call. You can't. You didn't have, you know, satellite radios and GPS. So so there's a string of Russian words in cities and towns. That will spare you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, they took a train to a northern province to kind of like start their expedition. But then they actually like had, had they got on a truck and they got a ride to like their starting point, and they kind of bought some supplies. Um, it said like bread and. Probably vodka, if I'm guessing. Yeah, they had vodka because they they there was actually the the uh, search party found the vodka and drank it. Of course. <laughs> to their health. Of course. Um. So there's like diaries and cameras that are like left behind. Yeah. That they sort of piece together the story, but um. They started to move through this pass, and something happened, and they decided to set up camp mm-hmm. um, on like on the slope of this mountain. Yeah, um, a, a relatively low slope, like less than thirty degrees or around thirty degrees angle. Right, and it was there were snowstorms, and it's I mean it's is it Siberia? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think, okay. it, I think so. It's like that, that region. It's like that region, right? So I yeah, mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, they set up camp for the night, and when they do, um, they dig out the snow. They hit the. They like had to make a like a flat spot and a windbreak. So they're on a slope. So they dig out one side. You know what I mean, and make a flat spot, and then I, from what I understand, they took their skis 
and you put your they they all take their skis and they put them flat on the ground and then they set the tent on it and that makes a flat hard structure on the base of the tent on the bottom right so they had, they, they had, they were, they had 10 people in one tent that got rowdy right yeah it's, it's pretty, the ratio pretty is terrible yeah <laughs> stupid terrible it so there was what two five. women yeah two women but they had agreed before they left that they would they would send a telegram um, to their sports club that said that they had reached their rendezvous which was this town I guess mm-hmm. um, and they that was supposed to happen no later than the 12th of February but that never happened um and at first there was like you know everybody's like okay they didn't show up and whatever and I can really relate to this mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh my roommate in California when I lived out there he was sailing from and I think I might have said this before but he was sailing from Seattle to San Diego and I think I have told the story so I'll keep it short but he he told us on a whim like hey I'm going to Seattle to see, sail down to San Diego and you know we're like in our 20s so we're like yeah whatever you gotta have fun bro yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like not even like that's not a big us. deal yeah yeah like not call us not like check in with us <laughs> nothing we, we actually just talked about this the other day and uh, he just you know, we didn't even ask how long. But like two weeks later, we're like, shouldn't he be back? Yeah. Like, how long does it take? And the internet was like in its infancy. So there's no Google. Right. So like, everybody's like, yeah, dude, he should have been back like five days ago. <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? And then like another week went by and we're like, should we call somebody or... And we're like, no, he's got it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he showed up to our door. Because it's like, yeah, people had cell phones. But, like, I mean, mm-hmm. it just wasn't like you freaked out and called people on your cell phone. They were still pay phones. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And he showed up at the door. Had Doc Rock. He, like, hadn't eaten. He lost, like, 20-something pounds. He's got, like, a Gulliver's Travel beard. <laughs> hey, beaten, you know. You got a fucking volleyball with bloody handprint on it. <laughs> so that's kind of what happened. Everybody's like, "Well, should we maybe look for these guys?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they do. That's the thing, and, and everybody listening out there, if you're going to go in these, like, you know, if it's super hardcore terrain, somebody should know you're out there, and they should know where you're going. It's right. just like that. Was it the guy that had to cut his own arm off? They made a movie right. about yeah, it. Yeah, the 27 hours guy. That's because he didn't tell anybody where he was going. Right. They would have found him. So, I guess 14 days later, they do find their camp. Yeah, they found a temple. He noticed a temple sticking up out of the snow. Um, and they found a couple bodies right away. Yeah, they were pretty close to the, from what I understand, they said it was uh, somewhere in between the um, um, tent and the fire. Um, 
but they didn't find everybody for like yeah, took, months. Took them a few right? months. Yeah, two months, I think. Right. And then when they did find them, well, they, they, found, they found the first. They found the first. I think like five over the first couple uh, days or weeks, and then it took them another two months to find the other four. So, okay, so there was an investigation like right away, um, and at first they thought avalanche. Mm-hmm. Like an avalanche had come down, but then all the their injuries didn't really mesh. They weren't consistent. With, they weren't consistent with an avalanche. Right. Um, they they and, say that uh, a lot of times with avalanches that you asphyxiate, which makes sense. So you, there, but there wasn't there. Everybody was uh, most were most were had died from hypothermia. But, so there's um, also there's also yeah. some indigenous people. Yeah. And they they kind of question them too, and they're like, "Man, nah, we don't even know what you're talking about," you know? Yeah. Um, the Manzi people. The Manzis, you know those crazy Manzis. Yeah. Um, raisin raisin reindeer. <laughs> and then when they kind of got into like. When they kind of got into like examining each body and each thing, they each had like, it seemed like a different, it seemed like they had a different experience that caused their death. So like there was, there was a group of them like, so let's see, I don't know, five, five or six of them had hypothermia. Yeah. So they thought that that was like what what happens because they were stripped. A lot of them were, you know, had no footwear. Mm-hmm. Some of them were in their underwear. Some of them were in different states of dress. Yeah, they had um, one shoe on, one off. Right. <clears throat> now they they had um you had one, two, three, four, five, six cases of hypothermia. He had one that had internal bleeding with severe chest trauma, another severe chest trauma, and a fatal skull injury. So, and then one of them, two of the bodies were slightly radiated, and uh, two were missing their eyes, and one was missing their tongue. Also, all their tents were cut from the inside. I don't know how you know that. Yeah, that one was weird to me. They they say that a lot. It, the tent was cut from the in, inside out, and I just don't know how you tell that. It's a tent. It's a tent. Like, how can you tell if you cut it from the inside or the outside? Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I think it's like the material if, was like stretched or something. Yeah, but even if you take the knife and you jason the knife, you're inside the tent, right? Yeah. It's still gonna curve in, right? Right. Like I'm. Yeah. I never I'm, got. I didn't understand that. Yeah, they, I didn't either. And and, and everybody's so confident with the, them saying that. The only and thing it was is really maybe, everybody. Maybe, everybody that's confident in this statement is just saying what the original investigators that showed up believed. They were like, it so, looked like it was cut from the inside out. So my dad said there's the canvas tents. You can't touch one layer to the other. 
if it's raining because yeah, because it'll start tripping. wicking water in. Right. So maybe like maybe the the knife mark was further than the outside layer. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. Maybe it was longer. You know, like the first layer, it was longer than the outside layer. And maybe that's how they know that it was from the inside out. There was less, also like... It's less it's like somebody made a cut and then they were like trying to get out a hole that was kind of too small, you know what I mean? And you had to climb out and it like ripped it outward and like you know what I mean like it looked like it was like that stretched the material outward so I don't know I just don't know how that works kind of, and, the, and that the, thing your dad told you had my dad told me too and had me freaked out about touching tents my whole life yeah, I, still, right? I still like yell at my kids <laughs> don't like either. don't touch the walls of the tent <laughs> I'm like dad it's made of space material <laughs> yeah, it doesn't do that anymore but it does yeah, sometimes so- Sometimes no, if you're like, hey, you touch the side of the tent and that's it, like you're sleeping and you roll over and you touch the side of the tent and all of a sudden you're soaked on that side. Right. Um, all right, so we're kind of creeping into facts. So why don't we mm-hmm. just stop here? So there's a group of hikers. They go through. Um, they end up missing. This is, like, mm-hmm. this is a club. This is a planned expedition. It's like an adventure group type of thing. They go out. All experienced mountaineers. All of them. Except Yuri. And then they all go out. And, <laughs> yeah, well, except Yuri. <laughs> or Yuri. <laughs> they don't show up at their rendezvous point. They don't make contact with any kind of like telegram or anything. And, you know, when rescuers go out to find them, they find this crazy scene. Mm-hmm. And they end up finding all the people on this. And they're all they spread out. Yeah, they're spread out. There's two, there's the ones that they find later are, um, are nearly a mile away. And they're right. down in a ravine. And there's signs that they had tried to start a small fire. And it looks like at some point they ran away from their camp area. And the people they but, found near the camp, they believe, were gone from the camp and were trying to return to it and froze in the attempt to get back to it. And they also found that there was like, they had already made like another um, shelter out of like a fallen tree where mm-hmm. they had like gathered wood to like sit Yeah, they stayed, the they track. started a fire and everything and it and they froze next to the fire. But they have all kinds of inconsistent um, injuries and Very it's, really kind of a, it's really kind of a mystery. And, and two so, of them are slightly radiated. Okay, so let's get into some, like, facts real quick. Okay, so, like, Yeti was actually a theory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In fact, fact, the part where um, they heard there was an expert, Yeti expert, that... uh, that heard the part about the tongue missing and said that that was the definitive piece of evidence that proves that it was a Yeti. Um, there was also branches broken that were high <laughs> of like yeah. some kind of animal or something that came through and like, you know, knocked branches off. Right. So like, yeah. I need some human tongue. You know, you took that bread and put. The- <laughs> you go put some, get that tongue jelly. 
<laughs> um, so the other thing is when they said they freaked out and they break out of their tent like they were in different states of undress so high, like a lot of people thought it was like I don't know what that's called when it, you have hypothermia and you freak out oh yeah and um, your body tricks yourself into thinking you're hot is it like hypoxia or something um I'm sure somebody will tell us <laughs> but yeah but yeah um but these also this tent apparently was like a legit tent. It wasn't just like some bullshit like tent. It had like a stove. Yeah, it had a stove in it because the stove was still assembled and and there was like hot chocolate on it. Right. So like they had had some kind of you know, it seems like they at least like broke up chores. Like, hey, go get wood, we'll set up the tent, I'll do the stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, hypoxia, like, would be like if you had low levels of oxygen, like, being up in the mountains and and um, having the thin air. So all of that, like, fits with, like, six of them. But then the other three... Um, yeah, they said it was like they were in a car wreck. Right, right. That the injuries were consistent with like a, a, a vehicle accident. So one of the so I, so they did they did like a, an investigation. They did follow up investigations, and then like in 2019, they did like a full investigation. Um. So originally they said, yeah, they had some sort of hypoxia. And you know that's kind of what caused us. That's it's kind of a common thing there, and everybody kind of was like, okay, but that doesn't explain this and that. Um, and then they were like, well, maybe it's Yetis. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's the Yeti. Then they're Yeti. like, well, that's actually like military ground, and mm. they thought that they stumbled across something they weren't supposed to see. Right, and then the, those people that had injuries, um, you know, were kind of the victims right away, and then the yeah. other people ran away mm-hmm. and got like um, hypothermia. Yeah. Um, now there was a there's another one where there was supposedly uh, eyewitness reports of fireballs visible in the sky. Um, and they suggested that they, these might have been actually uh, Soviet missile rocket tests. And um, they might have caused an avalanche. <clears throat> Which the there, the there was like the pro- 75 theories or something like that. In total. But the, the problem with the avalanche was they had put their ski poles, right? next to their tent or whatever and their ski poles were still at the same level like somebody just went and threw the ski poles there yeah um there's a uh the infrasound hypothesis. i saw that too i saw that <laughs> it's just like um it's like a vortex of wind and it causes, and it causes this 
Well, it causes this um, very low frequency sound waves hmm. um, that they're they're like harmful to you. Can cause nausea, uh, like, uh, annoyance, fatigue, nausea, stuff like that. Um, there's also they said that there was military test with um, some sort of radiological weapons. Mm-hmm. And that is why there were radi- there was radiation detected on yeah detected. Um, they said and there was the 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 newest <clears throat> theory was just recently brought up of the avalanche theory that it was a um, what do they call it? Um, controlled no there's it's like chunk it's block or block avalanche or chunk avalanche or something like that 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 where it's big chunks of snow and ice that are on top of really this other kind of snow that doesn't pack together and okay when they were digging out the he said that they might have loosened it when they were digging out for their tent originally but everybody argued that it was nine hours later when when the incident occurred after nine hours after they set up their tent or whatever. I don't know how they came up with that number, but they said it was several hours later after they set up their tent that that would have happened. So if they were going to loosen the snow and have it do that, that that would be, um, why didn't it do it right away? Um, and one of those theories was there's this kind of, there's this, and I don't remember what they were calling it. There's this kind of uh, downward force air where it's, it's heavy with like moisture and, and, and ice and stuff. And it sweeps downward and because of gravity, it pulls the air down. And sometimes that can get up to like hurricane level speeds and that that may have come through later and the, them loosening it wasn't enough to knock it down, but the wind did and it, and it knocked it down, which they're saying that this chunks that come off and that type of avalanche would be enough to come up over top of where they dug out for the tent and land on somebody sleeping in the tent and cause the chest injuries that were shown on some of the people like the skull injuries and the chest injuries and that the others woke up and the tent entrance they couldn't get through the tent entrance so they cut the side of the tent and everybody ran out as the avalanche swept <clears throat> down the hill so I've seen that that's like the wind slab the weak yeah, layer s- slab avalanche slab yeah. avalanche that's it um, I've seen too that there is like another, um, <clears throat> theory that they, it was kind of an innocent killing where there was like some kind of military test mm-hmm. and then in like an attempt to like kind of cover it up because I guess at that time in the Soviet Union <clears throat> like fuck ups were not like allowed and mm-hmm. pretty punishable like 
legacy punishment where like your family gets punished. (laughs) (laughs) One of those. Um, And this was kind of like a cover up and they had never actually set up camp at all. And that they had, you know, they were actually hiking and they kind of, you know, staged the whole thing. Hmm. Um, They're really shitty at staging stuff. They're race confused as shit. Or are they? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Um, So. It has to make no sense. (laughs) Done. Done. (laughs) I got a little uranium in my pocket. What if we wave it over him a little bit? Uh, So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think we hit everything. All the different types of ways they could die. But there is a memorial set up. It is still there. Um, but definitely the weirdest thing is the, is, are the are the people that had actual injuries. You know, like ribs crushed and like soft tissue things. Their eyeballs are missing. And yeah. Their tongues are cut out. Um it, it, it is them being spread out so far they're there's they're, I think there was like what was there like two of them or four of them the last four were over a mile away right or near a mile away and then them trying to start another you know shelter mm-hmm. they said um, that there was um okay so those the the Mansi people have um little outposts and stuff. They mark the forest, the trees, because they actually found a bunch of their markings and their sign signage in the woods. They have like photos of them looking at it, like on their camera rolls. Right. So they, uh, <clears throat> they, there was some kind of, what is that? Like a shelter like that they had that, that they, they, they have these like shelters in the woods throughout the woods or whatever and I think one of those is one they were trying to attempt to turn into a uh, shelter hmm. something like that there was the, the man the, those, those they had uh, places out in the woods I know that um sorry let's let's, let's see what they okay Alright, um, I'll go first on this one. Okay. This seems like, to me, this seems like either one of two things. Either they did have hypothermia, and they were running around like crazy, and the people that had actual injuries... Um, it was a result of them having like hypoxia, as you say. However, it's like being in Ohio and freezing to death in the winter. You just know, like, you know, it's cold out, right? (laughs) And they're used to it, man. Like they're Russian. Yeah. They're, they're used to the cold. You know what I mean? 
So I find it very hard to believe that they succumbed to hypothermia just setting up camp and that happened. So what I really think happened is they were probably victim of some kind of military like uh, test or something that they didn't expect them to be there. Mm. And either they caused that whole scene because of what it was or they just came down to finish the job and when they did everybody took off. Mm. And that seems like more plausible that you know they're like shit there's people down there I'm 100% going to the gulag and so is my grandma <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. and they're, they're like go finish it go fucking finish it <laughs> off and they go they go down to finish it off and they're like oh shit you know fucking Russian soldiers are gonna kill us and so they take off they all run in different directions um and maybe they slip and she hits a rock and that's why she breaks her rib, hits her head. And then an animal comes by and animals, you know, especially in that environment, they're going to seek out soft tissue first. The first thing most scavenger animals seek out. Yeah. It's like the most plausible explanation for the chupacabra mm-hmm. that they go after, you know, soft tissue parts of the body um, and that's kind of what I think happened I mean, it just make, it kind of makes sense somebody messed up and they went down to finish the job and when they did they either couldn't control it and everybody ran away um, and then some people got hurt they tried to like shelter down and then by the time it was ever reported 14 days later, they're in Siberia, you're in your underwear, you're, <laughs> you're dead, like you're dead, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's what I think happened. I don't think it was a Yeti, uh, you know, I wanted to, yeah. but it wasn't, I don't think it was an alien, which they did look at the alien. The tongue ain't eating Yeti? <laughs> uh, and I really don't think it was a, just because it didn't look like an avalanche, and it's weird that like an avalanche would cover some stuff and not other stuff and I don't know I've never seen an avalanche but every avalanche I've ever seen looks like an unstoppable force that just covers everything so that's kind of what I think happened well yeah I mean it's it's super plausible because they there was like military testing going around around on that area and all that um so yeah that fits I mean it could very well have been that. I don't. I think. I think this is Mother Nature. Got them, and they made. They made. You know, it doesn't take much to make a fatal error out there. It just. It doesn't. Yeah. You, know, you can. You, there's the simplest things can can, especially in 1959. I mean, that's it. it a, a slight infection can take you down. So. Um, I think I think there is something to that avalanche theory because they said that the slope wasn't great enough, but they proved that those slab avalanches can definitely happen on those on that 
slow because they did like tests and proved it. But um, and 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 like he was saying, the guy that had the theory, the Swedish scientists that had the theory was saying that the because they said the injuries weren't consistent with avalanche because usually they they're you know they um suffocate and he goes if they were in the tent laying down flat and that ice those big slab chunks come over the edge and hit they just land right on their chest and they hit them and they may have panicked and tried to get out of the tent immediately cut it open and even if the people that were in there that like got hit in the chest and it, they might even been dead got hit in the head they might have just pulled their bodies out or just pulled them out thinking not you know not knowing if they're alive or dead it's middle of the night you can't see anything they start grabbing people and running out the tent and so i'm taking for granted the middle of the night yeah because they they're they were asleep yeah there's no street lights you're right. It's it's pitch black. They're asleep, and so everybody's like, "Why would they just get out and run and leave all their stuff behind?" Well, if they thought there was avalanches coming, you know, if they were getting pelted with big giant chunks of snow and ice, they would try and run clear of that area, and then come back to it, which is kind of what they said happened because they said when they went down, there was people down at the bottom of the hill that had started a fire. And then they tried to make their way back up the hill to the tent and died trying. So the first bodies were found between that fire. They started at the bottom of the hill in the, in the tent. And the other ones were even further away, which means they, they could have got out. They could have been swept away by another group of passing snow and ice that was shooting down the hill. And it didn't have to be like a full-on avalanche, if you think about it didn't have to be this giant force that was going. It just could be like giant chunks of snow and ice come careening down the hill and take you out. Now they said, here's the other thing it could have been is the people all that, that the tank got hit, that nobody got crushed when that happened. And they ran out of the tent to try and get away from it just so they wouldn't get buried. And down at the bottom when you now you're saying they were trying to dig a shelter they think the because they it's dark who knows it, the wind it could be blowing snow and ice all over the visibility could have been shit they could have got separated from each other so they could have been trying to do this thing pull this survival off in small groups by themselves you know what i mean like a group of yeah. three here a group of two here a group of two here and the ones out the bottom that they were trying to dig, dig the shelter, there's a good theory that they were trying to dig down and they were on an ice shelf. And because their bodies were found in the ravine where the snow had melted, because it took them a long time to find them. And so they had been sitting in like one of them was in the water of this um, snow melt runoff. And they were saying that if they were trying to dig down, they were like on an ice shelf, and they cold, and they didn't realize they were on an ice shelf, and then they fell through. They would have fell ten to twelve feet. Who knows? They could have just crushed their chest on a rock, hit his head on a rock. They could have all just fell through, and and right there, all three of them died. 
Mm. So, because the three, the three with the fatal, the weird injuries, that's that that could have been consistent with them falling, all three falling through the the ice when they were trying well, to dig that shelter. And then, as far as the radiation goes, one of the guys, uh, Georgie, also went by Yuri uh, Krivnashenko. Okay. He worked for a nuclear weapons facility. So he just, he's like Homer Simpson. He just yeah, he had, yeah. And they said that it, um, there was, if you go back and look through, he, he could have been exposed, had it on his clothing. And um, the other girl that was radiated, they were, it was minor radiation amounts, but the other girl that was radiated, she they they had like um it was a cleanup effort because they had you know how Russians were with their nuclear shit there was always it's always especially then yeah so she lived in some place that had that was like in that fallout area or whatever so her her radiation was explained too could be and you know um Joe Rogan this is unrelated to this, but he, he was talking with a guy in Antarctica that went to, it spent like kind of three years in Antarctica. And he's like, you know, I've never been. What's, what is the deal? And, you know, what, what's something that's like, you know, people don't know. He's like, well, I didn't think, you know, crevasses were a, a big deal. <laughs> he's like, yeah. but there's literally like, um, you know, you go in there and nobody's getting you out. Mm-hmm. There's no way they can get you out, and that's 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 a thing. Like, <clears throat> you know, you know, you're in those kind of elements. You don't know what, it, it, whether it's an avalanche or whether whatever. You don't know that place well enough. Like, you know your land, right? But you mm-hmm. don't know. If you're somebody that doesn't know your land and you're coming up over a hill, you'd be like, hey, I'd watch it going over. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd watch it. That's pretty steep right there. Yeah. Um, and especially like uh, where ice is and snow and shit, that changes all the time, too. Sure. So sure, it melts and adds to it and all that stuff. So, but yeah, I think this was I think this was Mother Nature's wrath to me and they, they just got caught and once it goes bad it's it's hard to recover from that. <clears throat> Especially when you I mean like if you think about it, they were expert mountaineers, all of them. They, it was actually like a club so of people who were expert mountaineers and they carefully plotted out this trip they carefully planned it they gave people notice people knew about it and still when they got in trouble nobody was there for them you know what I mean it's like it's it's that easy to die out in the wild like that you know what I mean so I I mean Mount Everest is littered with dead bodies yeah they can't even get them down no they're all over so, all right. Well, I think we can rule out Yetis. 
Yeah, they they try and do the Yeti thing with the uh, that picture. There's a picture. If you go online, you can look up the picture that they were. I don't know if you saw it. They had one of the pictures in their film was um, it's like looking down the trail they were on, and the, there's a figure in the background and it's blurry, and everybody's saying it's a picture of the Yeti. Because it was like the second to last photo they took, or something like that. But it's like if you look at it, even though it's the per- the figure is blurry, it's like clearly. If you look at all the other photos, it's clearly one of the hikers in there. They're like wearing a jacket. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that's not really good, and especially since there was I, I saw somewhere where they had the uh, the photo that came directly after that one. And it was like the one guy they could identify and he was closer to the picture and it kind of looked like it was in the same area and he's bent over and you can see her more clearly. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, I don't think they take a funny one right after this, seeing the Yeti. You know what I mean? <laughs> now act goofy for the Yeti. <laughs> so I, 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 yeah. Yetis, I don't think we're involved at all. Um, Especially with like the whole cut the tent from the inside out, right? You went, who's dying to get out to the Yeti? You know what I mean? <laughs> so the Yeti right. out there, cut the tent, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and there's there's got to be something. There's got to be something that's happening. It's happening fast. It's happening immediate. That sends you fleeing the tent. Right. It can't be like, yeah. is this possibly happening? You know, let's talk about this moment. It's it's a oh shit, run. So it had to be something serious, like you said, threat of death by other people. Right. You know, or or some kind of avalanche. And, and like a threat of death from people if they if they came in and they opened the tent flaps from the front. Right. Then you're getting out the side. You know what I mean? So that would make sense. But, and then like, if you, if it's like, you thought you were getting buried in an avalanche and you couldn't see, and there was like a lot of, and it's it, nighttime. And it's no way up. You just night. woke up and like, you, you don't know what's going on. And there's like loud noises. And, and it could have been one of those winds that was making that sound and it's making you feel weird and all that stuff. And, and you panic, you know what I mean? And, yeah, it kind of seems like a combination of things. Yeah. Like so, and the next thing you know, you're lost because it's pitch black out. You can't see anything. Maybe there's snow in the air and the air's thick or it's foggy. You just never know. I mean, like they say things like, well, there was no snow in the forecast, but in the mountains, snow just fucking happens. You know what I mean? Out of nowhere. Right. And it, it's not always like, they report it like, yeah, that was snow. Like I saw it, that flash that went through and dumped a bunch of snow real quick, you know what I mean? So, and I think too, there's something to be said about how long it took them to find everybody. So the state of the area around, I mean, like I can go out in my woods when it's in the winter time and day to day, it's different, different shit let alone two months, three months. Right. So 
when people say, well, they got there and they didn't see evidence of this. And I was like, well, maybe they didn't, you know, it was fucking two months later. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't have a drone. Yeah. It's not like, they a, just like throw it up there and throw it yeah. up and see an overhead view and be like, Oh, I do see, look, it's in this area right here. You can see it's been disturbed. Like, so, and, and they're, and they're really, like I said, this, um, the one thing that I didn't believe that, that kept me from believing that it was a military thing was the 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 amount of civilians they allowed to run the search party. Yeah, you I'll think, give you that. Like, you think if it was probably, a military thing, they'd step in and be like, "We'll handle it," you know. But but they yeah, just let civilians that. go up. Now there were a whole bunch of civilians up there, and then they go up and they looking through the tent, and I, they did. This was in, I saw one of the stories that they. They did find their flask of vodka and the search party. There was like 11 of them and they split it up between the 11 of them. They all took a drink off of it. (laughs) (laughs) And so these are the people that, that this whole scene is based off what they said, not anything else. I mean, they took pictures, photos, a few photos, yeah. but but you're you're basing everything off of what they said they think happened. So when they get there, they go, it looked like it was cut from the inside out. Who fucking knows if it was cut from the inside out? It could have just been a rip in the tent from ice block going by and sliced right. that motherfucker open. So who knows it, that that um, they couldn't even find all the bodies for like I said those last four bodies it took them another two months or something to find them and it like the snow was melting by then so who knows how much snow was on top of them some of them were down deep in the snow yeah like one guy was 13 feet deep 13 feet deep so that doesn't happen in a snow overnight you know what I mean that sounds like an avalanche to me all right, well, I think we cracked it. I think I think it's probably a combination of the elements and whether it's like some sort of human involvement or, um, you know, like an avalanche out of nowhere. All natural. Right. And it could it could very well have been because they, they did say something about fireballs that they believe might have been Russian missiles and those could have triggered an avalanche right so, so it could have been both I think we saw it I think that's what happened yep 60 years they should have asked us we would have done it and it's figured out a long time ago man <laughs> wouldn't even have to get cold yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right well I'm Anthony I'm Brandon and this is everything this weird For show notes and merchandise, go to www.everythingthatsweird.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like, subscribe, and review anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you next time.